This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. It's 11 past 8 on the free breakfast. And we have Axel Beck, the Deputy Mayor of the Waikato District, on the line. Good morning, Axel. Good morning. How are you this morning, Gary? Great, thanks. And, yeah, I understand you've just pulled over because you're you're on the road uh, at the moment, so very, very grateful for that. Um, uh, I'm sorry to hear that you've had uh, COVID um, last week, as, you know, a lot of people are. I was just speaking with the WIPA uh, Deputy Mayor the other week, actually, and she'd had it and knocked her around a bit. Yeah, I, um, I'm not entirely unhappy to have had it to be to be fair we're um i'm uh i'm heading over uh on an overseas trip at the end of june and um and i i just hate to be living in fear you know trying to live in a bubble all of june not trying to catch it um and uh and upset uh, travel plans so in some ways i'm almost uh, grateful that it's <laughs> that uh you know now knowing it was a fairly mild um mild affair that uh that it's over and done with here yeah, but um uh, make no mistake, mild affair is uh, on the basis that I'm yeah, double waxed and boosted. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's helped. For sure. Yeah, I am actually hearing other people um, talking about that concern as well about having to live a, in a bubble leading up to a um, a trip overseas. Um, I remember, I think it was Amber on the staff here who said she has a one-week window. This is the one-week window in which I yep. can get COVID. <laughs> so. and, and, well, and the other thing, the, the whole uncertainty of what if you get it uh, whilst overseas, you know. Um, I, I don't know how well travel insurance will work and if you need care, um, you know, whilst you're overseas, you're now in a, in a different country and trying to navigate that sort of system. Um, possibly with language difficulties, etc., depending on, you know, obviously where you're going. But, yeah, I, I don't know. There's <laughs> something uh, comforting about having waited for Omicron. And um, and I can tell you, Gary, it's it's, it's less severe than man flu. So uh, yeah, I'm just not sure why there's not more research going into a vaccine for that, to be to be frank. Right. Yeah, of course. We can definitely yarn away a good bit about that. But um, talking about some of the um, little things that have been going on in the Waikato district, um, the daffodil plantings, which are happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Isn't it? It's just one of those little things that, that make a big difference locally and... and uh, <laughs> And, and on the world uh, world scene doesn't really uh, you know make the radar. It's not even a little blip. But um, yeah, so for a few years now, actually, um, uh, councils had this um, uh, this initiative where they'll provide uh, provide bulbs uh, for community groups to uh, to plant daffodil uh, bulbs to plant, um, and it'll often be done um, with a local uh, primary school. Um, so the um, you know, it's it's literally thousands of bulbs uh, that get get planted in sort of public parks and and places where you know everyone can enjoy them when they're out for a walk or um, you know a run or, or taking the dogs or the kids out or whatever. Um, and uh, I know in in, uh, in Tamahiri, um it just happened last week. Um, we we we've worked out a few life hacks, so you actually get city city care to cover it a few days before in Rotary Ho. Uh, you know mm. the strip where it's going to go down, so that the kids aren't, uh, you know, aren't uh, needing pickaxes to get into a very dry ground. Mm. Um, but yes, I was just at um, Marawahia last night, and they're just um, planning their uh, 
their planting session in the next few weeks, you know, having had a bit of rain and so on as well. So, yeah, it's, it's just a small thing, but actually, you know, kids love to, to get out of the classroom and, and actually plant it and then, you know, coming back later and, and seeing this beautiful flower, knowing that they were the ones who, you know, put the bulb in the ground. So, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's a really good community um, spirit thing to have spreading across the the whole district, especially. Yes, yeah, I think so. You know, and it's a bit like, um, I don't know if you recall, uh, a few years ago, now, it might have been three or four, uh, we had that yarn bombing, you know, where um, yes, uh, for right. Anzac. Uh, yeah, Anzac, um, we actually got a whole lot of kids uh, and, and people around the district um, uh, knitting or crocheting um, poppy um, poppies, uh, which which then uh, were used to you know decorate trees and uh, and you know signs and all the rest of it around the district. Again, it's just a really really cool thing, and and uh, you know as you say, it's 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 a community thing when you're sitting down together and you hear the, the clicking of the needles as it were, and then you know see them on the in the in the public environment afterwards. It's it's just small things, but you know they kind of become the glue, don't they? The glue of of community. Absolutely, and it's a great way to get kids into um, knitting and crocheting as well, which is seems to be increasing, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those lockdown things, you know, along with sourdough um, <laughs> uh, and and a few other few other things that um, you know, e-bike sales. Oh, you know, I'm assuming people are using all those e-bikes that they bought, but yeah, I mean, these are old you know, old worldy things, aren't they? Knitting, you know, sitting by the fire and knitting whilst you're listening to the the radiogram. Um, but um yeah, I mean certainly my, my childhood memories are you know, are based around that and uh it's it's really cool to see, you know, people creating literally creating things from a you know, a ball of yarn and a you know, a couple of needles and Oh my goodness, you know, you've you've actually made something, you know. Mm, so. Absolutely. Nice to think that, you know, some people could be listening to us on the radio right now, knitting away or crocheting away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, once the valves are heated up on the radiogram, it turns your reception here. Um, yeah, but, but it is, it is a, you know, it's a, it's a um, you know, it's a thought from a from a, a different time, aren't they? You know, the sort of, you know, the the I don't know, inspirational quotes that you see, you know, about uh, you know, slowing down and smelling the roses and so on, but. There was something to be said for those slower times, and and I think uh, we might have reflected on this before, Gary. But there was a kind of a, a return to the 1950s um, about the first lockdown, the the March uh, 2020 lockdown, when all of a sudden the car was yeah parked up for weeks, and uh, and you knew all your neighbours because you'd see them on a daily walk, and you know all the dogs would be introducing themselves to each other on those walks, and the kids would be um, you know. <laughs> You'd continually reminding the kids to to keep that minimum distance from neighbours as you're as you're out and playing and all that. So yeah, it's um, a, a slower and in a way simpler time, but but one that's easy to be nostalgic about because there were you know there were a lot of positive aspects about about that simpler time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what other things have been going on in the Waikato district? Yeah, well, probably the other big one, and and I guess this is also a return to to simpler times in a way. Um, uh, we, we've got uh, food waste uh, collection now um, approved and adopted for Raglan um, on a sustainable uh, ongoing basis. So, yeah, you'll recall that we had an initial trial uh, for about a year and a bit, and, and we actually had some funding from MB to assist with the hot digester, which is the big um, 
piece of equipment that you know helps turn food waste into compost effectively um, and uh, that trial went well um, but it was you know in part funded um, by by that government grant uh, so we've been basically trying to look for funding solutions since then and we've now finally got a community support for a um, uh, a $70 72 I think it is a dollar rate a targeted rate in Raglan for that service um, and um, it's really good because it actually you know somewhere between a third and and over half of most people's um, rubbish going in the in the to landfill is actually food waste you know um, stale bread or leftover you know chicken carcass or or you know, vegetable peelings all those sorts of things which you know make a lot of bulk in a in a rubbish bag uh, so actually from a savings point of view the reduced amount of landfill will generally pay you know because it's a, a paid bag service in Raglan you know you'll you'll spend similar money uh, possibly less money with this food waste system uh, but now we avoid having organic matter going into landfill, which is, you know, creates all those methane gases and so on that come off biogases that come off the um, the decomposing organic matter in the landfill. So it's it's really a, a great sustainable, uh, well, it's part of the climate change type initiatives. You know, it's a very positive move for the environment, and it's now sustainable because it's funded. That's an important thing for people to understand, isn't it? That we're not just concerned concerned about filling a hole in the ground with food or taking trucks of uh, discarded food around the place, but we're we're talking climate change, um, an impact on climate change. Mm, that's right. And and if you could if you could not have organic matter in landfill, you know you've got all sorts of ongoing benefits anyway in terms of things not leaking or leaching or whatever, uh, but also, you know, avoiding the gases, uh, which are greenhouse gases, you know, being emitted uh, from there. And if more than that, you actually turn it into compost, which then has another use, you know, you can grow more food with that, um, then, uh, you know, it's, it really is a virtuous uh, circle. And I, I guess my comment there about it being a return to older days, well, in the old days, probably you had a compost heap yourself or a little worm farm. Uh, or you'd spread um, spread things under your trees, you know. But <laughs> if you live in a you know in, in a smaller apartment or, or a, on a small section, you know, you don't have a big garden where you can necessarily compost yourself or or do that. So you know, this is a way of in an urban environment uh, for council to assist with um, with that uh, same sort of process. Mm, which really is great. Uh, yeah, we uh, at our place we're obviously in Hamilton, but we have a couple of um, a couple of uh, compost bins. But uh, that's on a on a relatively large section. Whereas I, I understand a lot um, around the um, the city uh, wouldn't have enough room for it, and um, uh, would be similar um, in Raglan. I mean, some of those sections are smaller. I guess looking at the um, looking to the wider Waikato district, what's the situation with um, uh, food waste collection there? I mean, is it an ongoing discussion? Yes, very much so. And, and actually, government direction is that um, it'll probably be one of those things that councils either require to do or very strongly encouraged to do. Um, so we're in we're sort of ahead of the direction of travel anyway. Um, and actually a couple of years ahead because, it's, as I say, we're now in the third or the fourth year of this at Raglan, um, uh, albeit on a more 
you know, sort of trial type basis, but we're actually well ahead of the of the game, and it is the direction of travel for government. Um, it, it, my my thoughts are, my hope is that in the fringe around the city, so that's right from sort of fodder fodder, you know, going through Newcastle, Narawahi, and then down the other side uh, to the east there, you know, Newstead, Matangi, Tamahiri, uh, that in those areas we might be able to link into the city's collection service. So that's a, a discussion we're having with the city. Um, you know, some of those um, houses in the in the Waikato district are only, you know, five or ten minutes, uh, you know, for the for the uh, for the truck to you know from from where they're collecting anyway, uh, so I'm hoping there's some some benefits of that. Uh, but for the rest of it, um, we're really I guess we've treated Ragdon as the sort of you know the proof of concept. How do we do this? Uh, and and in time, it might be the model for for some of those more discrete towns which are further away from uh, being able to you know tag on to Hamilton. So by the time you get to Huntley and um, to Kaufuda and um, you know Pocono and so on, that'd be more of a Raglan type model, is, is our thinking. Mm, that'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Axel, mm. thanks so much as always for coming on the free breakfast. I'll let you go. I can see you uh, can hear you're pulled up on the side of the state highway. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to uh, Tuakau this morning to have a look at some uh, some wetlands. Yes, yeah, it's. Uh, it's my morning. Brilliant. That might be something to touch base about in a couple of weeks. Indeed. Thanks for that. Awesome. Cheers. Safe travels. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.